Welcome to the Books, Beards, Booze podcast, where we drink booze, have beards, and talk books. Each episode, we tackle the best in news and brews, and then we do a deep dive on a free-to-read short story. So, why don't you come on in and join us? As always, I am Bob of Tells by Bob. And I'm the ass of the podcast, Derek. And we're back. We're uh, running slightly behind schedule, but not too bad. But we're going to make up for it. we got lots of things coming. So, we're um, going to make up for it by just being doubly entertaining. Yeah, yeah. I, th- uh, I think that's accurate. I think that's uh, accurate. Um, no, so uh, starting off, we are uh, we are going to be sipping Rittenhouse Rye during this episode. I haven't had a rye in a good long time. This I'm is, excited. This is the... I'm not a rye guy. There are only two ryes that I like, and this is one of them. Have you had, uh, shoot, what was the other one? I, ha- I had one once. Well, I've, I've had the bullet rye. <sighs> bullet rye bad. I've had. There was a specific rye that I bought once. I can't remember if you tried it with me or if I just told you about yeah. it. No, I, but... I like Rittenhouse is my favorite, and then there's a High Texas rye, I think what it's called mm-hmm. that a uh, friend of mine Cameron brought me back from Texas and it was real good that bottle is dead um, <laughs> amazing how that works yeah and this rent house is almost dead um, but I, I rye to me it, like if it's a good rye it's just so perfect for sipping mm-hmm. to me like I just love to just sip rye so so I like them because if my understanding is correct and it's been a long time since I've looked at this ryes generally have the spicy quote-unquote impressions that they yeah. leave on your on your tongue which is usually black pepper which i love yeah and thing and other um harsh strong spices yeah instead of like the vanilla mm-hmm. or the caramel which is more yeah other stuff no, like and it, i, I kind of like it. it It it's got a bit more bite but you got to be in the mood for it yeah. and you need to know it's coming that's always the thing yeah um, to me, it's kind of like tequila, you know? Yeah. It's like, I, it's very rare is it that I'm just like, you know what, I want some fucking tequila. But when you do. But when I do, man, doing some crazy tequila. <laughs> and that's the thing, I only ever shoot tequila. Um, I, I don't, don't, I don't, and I, no, that's it. I Would I turn down a tequila sunrise? No. I don't think I've ever had a tequila sunrise. Um, is it just tequila and like... Uh, it's uh, orange juice and peach schnapps, I think. Huh. I think, I think that's I, tequila sunrise. I'll, you I know, we may get, we may get corrected, but... Um, it's something like that. Yeah. Um, I'd definitely try it. The only thing I like, uh, vodka is the thing that I only shoot. Like I don't yeah. mix it um, and, and it's gotta I, be I don't ice drink, cold. I don't drink vodka anymore. Um, <laughs> no, really? Uh, Why is uh, that? Well, I'm just burned out on it. it, no, yeah. it, it and it's fine. Like, it's not like one of those, Oh, if I drink it, I'm going to throw up. No, but if I drink it, I tend to get, uh, hangovers. Like it's pretty much a recipe for a hangover if I drink vodka. For me, it's I'm pretty good with it because I I don't mix it, so it's straight. Yeah. I don't have the sugars from a from a mixer or anything like that. Mix it with Sunny D. That's so sweet though. But it uh, if you get the whipped pinnacle oh, we, whipped vodka, yeah. mix it with Sunny D. It tastes like a creamsicle. And typically, I don't really get much in the way of bad hangovers off of that. But also, uh, just my taste over the years have changed. I don't really drink the sweet stuff like that yeah. anymore. And see, my thing with that is, like with the vodka, I just make sure that it's ice cold and then it doesn't matter. I just yeah. take, take it shots because uh, 
uh, an ex left a bottle of it in my freezer. Yeah. And yeah, I was like, cold. well, it's not going to go yeah. to, it's not going to go to waste. And then I took it. So I did it in shots because I didn't have anything to mix it with. And I was like, you know, as a, it's just a cold shot. Yeah. It's isn't bad. Yeah. I mean, and there's certain drinks that are like that, like rumple, you know, rumple. I've if never you're, done if you're not drinking it like out of the freezer, you're fucking up. And that's how Ye- that's how Jaeger is supposed to be served. See, Jaeger is supposed to come out the freezer. You say that, but my coworker out here going camping with a bottle of Jaeger, and I'm like, "What are you doing? There's no Ooh. ice for this well, thing." I mean, my thing like, is, first of all, just fuck Jaeger. It just right, just in general, <laughs> you know, just where I'm at in my life is just fuck Jaeger. See, my thing is, it's like people like it, and they're like, "Oh, the, it's got that licorice." Like, but see, I like black licorice, like as a candy. Yeah. It, like, I, again, I, it's I one don't. of those. It's, it's trash, but yeah, I can it, I can understand. I, I can get I can get behind it. I'm not gonna eat a ton of it, but every yeah. once in a while, I can be like, okay, I could, I could fuck with it for yeah. like seven or eight jelly beans. That'd be great. After that, I can't do it. Yeah, but like li- alcoholic licorice. Well, uh, so you know what? It's technically a digestive. You're supposed to drink like a small shot of it after a meal. Is what Jaeger is really kind of designed for. It, yeah, but they shouldn't see. They say digestive. That's you know what they mean is that you just gonna throw up everything you just. Ate. I think so. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's German weight loss. Yeah, your your body's just completely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so that's what we're sipping. I uh, I have a I have a, a little dab of beard news for us. Just a dab. Um, is it that we both still have beards? Uh, we do, of course, of course. You know, we're rocking the beards. Um, so, I, so here's my beard news. Uh, I saw an interview with Jake Gyllenhaal um, mm-hmm. about him playing Mysterio in Spider-Man: Far From Home, mm-hmm. uh, and this was the the part that caught my eye. And I quote: "Well, beard length was definitely an issue for that one. I didn't have a lot of control of the length of the beard." The beard was already something they desired. I think so. I mean, look, I got there, you know, there's that first day before you start and everyone's like, longer? Shorter? Well, if we go shorter, we're going to have to commit to this. It's absurd, but, you know, there's an ease. There's an ease in those movies. Here's where I take issue. It's not absurd. The beard length was arguably the most important decision in that movie. Uh, Okay, hold on. So is this something that you're reading that's an opinion or is this a Bob take? Bob take. Haven't seen the movie. Um, right. You don't, not, yeah. not real sure who Mysterio is. It's a Spider-Man um, villain, obviously, okay. since yeah. he's talking about Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, but, I. Uh, oh, he also said, eh, all right, the beard's not as nice as Chris Evans, but it'll do, is what someone told him about his beard as Mysterio. Um, but just the way he was kind of blasé, like, oh, you know, the beard, it's not that important of a decision. Um, it's a very important no, decision. No, so I will defend him in this way. It's not that important a decision because... Having a beard is not really the decision. You just, of course, you have a beard. Right. It's not, I don't understand. Yeah, and the, the whole like longer, shorter. Obviously, if you can go longer, go longer. Why don't you just ask your beard? Right. The beard. The beard oh, will but, tell you the way. Yeah, you're not gonna. You're just not gonna take its opinion yeah. into account. That seems just silly. Kind of. Yeah. It's just silly. Which so, like I had to have a heart to heart with mine. I I had I'd let mine go. Yeah. A long time without trimming it, and then I finally trimmed it back. Yeah. And it was like. Oh, I kind of like how this looks. Good job, yeah. looking. Good looking out, beard. You reminded me of this, and now I'll forget, and then just keep it yeah. growing and growing until I get annoyed with it again. Yeah, no, that's that's pretty much my cycle. Is yeah. it either gets to a point where it has gotten on my nerves for some reason, or um, I have something like a job interview or something coming up. Then it's like okay, like an important job interview. Um, then I'll be like, mm, okay, let's trim it back to the mask kind of mostly covers it because 
the masks I have. Oh no, yeah. Put this, Mm-mm. this. I got extra large masks for the beard. Doesn't matter. And it my help. beard, my beard right now is so big that even with this extra large mask, it still there's probably like two, maybe three inches sticking out from under. Yeah, hundred percent. And help it creates this indention. It kind of huge indention, like bigger than my normal masks. Does does it do the thing where it curls up? Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. how. And and when I take the mask off. It is virtually impossible to get it to do back right without mm-hmm. like oh, taking a shower, basically. Exactly. Like that dent is there for the rest of the day. Yep. That's how you could tell when they took away the mask mandate at my at the building I work in, because I don't have that in my beard anymore. Because that was the worst. Yeah. Because my like at that point my beard I had not cut it since COVID started. Yeah. So I mean it was. So let's, let's talk about that just very briefly. <laughs> I just want to talk about the weirdness of this mask protocol. On job interviews, because here's been my issue. I going, just let going, them lead the way. And be like, well, hey, what do you guys but, want? But, but, what do you do when you go to the interview, mm-hmm. and one person keeps wearing their mask, and the other one never had a mask on? So, and like, just the way the mask. I just asked. Well, just the way. Well, my thing was. I, I just, I've, I've had to go through this yeah. twice. Well, my thing was just the way masks are so politicized. I just figured I just wasn't going to bring it up to not leave the opportunity for anyone to say anything. And I just left my mask on. Because the way I figured it is ideally neither person cares. Yeah. Worst case, they both care dramatically. And, one way or the other. And yeah, yeah, one way or the other. And it's like, uh, I've already committed to having the mask on. And if I take the mask off, my no, beard's going to look super no, dumb. 100%. No, because <laughs> I had the same issue because I went upstairs. When I went upstairs to interview, luckily I interviewed the same person twice. Yeah. Or three. three. So e- either way, yeah. I went up and I interviewed with this person. The first time I went up there, she wasn't wearing a mask. And I was like, she was older. So I was like, hey, I've got this one on. How, do you want me to? And she was like, No, no, no. You can, you can take it off. We're sitting far enough apart. Yeah. I don't. I want you to be comfortable. Like, yeah. Okay, cool, cool. But I just asked because I was like, Eh. But I also had. I already knew information about this woman, and everyone was like, She's a straight shooter. She's gonna tell you what she wants. So yeah. if you have a question, just ask, and she'll answer. I'm like, yeah. Okay. Whatever. Well, these I've been going into these interviews blind. Completely blind. Yeah. No, yeah. If and, I was going in blind, that's probably what well. I would it's do also too. like I went. I went into one, and it was three people, and. Yep. One left her mask on the whole time. One never had a mask on. And the HR lady had a mask on until she sat down when she took it off. Yeah. And at that point, I just, you know what? I, I'm good. So <laughs> luckily, just, luckily, <laughs> I, I have a – I had you talked to me, I could have told you. The, my understanding of the way it generally works, because I work in a similar setting, Yeah. Um, basically you'll find as a lot of people – the building wants you to wear it, especially if it's not a building that's only got your department in it. Right. So a lot of buildings will still ask that you do it. So when you're moving between departments, doorways, and the hallway and stuff like that, they ask you to wear it. Yeah. That's probably why the HR person had it on. And then once she sat down and she was situated somewhere, yeah. then she took it off because that's generally the 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 ruling the, kind yeah, of thing. Kind of the way people yeah. Right. And then um, and then other times, I bet you anything, the person that was wearing it probably had a reason for example i have a co-worker who won't wear it at her work at her workstation but anytime she leaves her workstation she puts it on because she has a newborn yeah so she's just like you know what yeah. not only this but also my baby's been getting sick a lot so right, i'm yeah. just gonna yeah, wear yeah, yeah, it yeah, yeah. No. So I was like, oh, no, it makes perfect sense yeah it makes sense 
So, no, that's just been my, my weirdness lately. Um, but number one is, like, if the mask is on, they can't see the, the weird beard dent. <laughs> yeah, and that's that was my thing. It's like, if you were going to have it on at all, I'd probably leave it on just because. Yeah. Also, okay, but here's my thing. Mm. I feel like the interviewer should want you to take it off because you're missing out on a lot, a lot of, of visual cues. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, you could be saying something and you could be making a face where like, oh, I don't want that. And then you don't. Right. The interviewer wouldn't know that. that well. yeah. yeah. And then they'd be like, well, he didn't seem to have an issue with that thing. So yeah. that's what we're going to hire him to do. And in reality, in the back of your head, you're like, I would rather die than do that thing. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So yeah. it's like, Ugh. No. And that was basically what that job interview was like. I would, <laughs> I would rather die. Uh, um. But yeah, okay. So uh, moving on, we have I have a bit of beard news. More beard news. Uh, uh, boo- booze news. Booze, oh, booze news. news. Yeah. Here's the headline for you. Uh oh. At least three detained for bootleg alcohol that killed seventeen in Russia. What do you got to do in Russia to get arrested for okay. selling booze? Okay. Well, so apparently, kill seventeen people. So here, here's what it says: um, the the number of victims who have died has increased to seventeen. Uh, regional police said on October eighth that a resident in the town of Orsk had been de- uh, been arrested for allegedly distilling the booze at his house, and three other men were detained for distributing the alcohol in local shops. The Local, the regional governor, meanwhile, said 33 cases of alcohol alcohol poisoning had been reported in total, with 17 deaths. Um, yeah. Okay, but alcohol poisoning, as in they drank too much? That bathtub party liquor <laughs> was too strong? Was too strong. Um, I think, it, well, I don't know that it was too strong, but I think it was... I guess maybe if you don't get, tell people how strong it is at the time. Well, because here's a related story that they mentioned in there. Mm-hmm. Back in 2016, 78 people died in and around the Siberian city of Irkutsk <laughs> after drinking a scented herbal bath lotion called Boyarishnik, which contained methanol, a highly poisonous type of industrial alcohol. So it makes me wonder: Were they cooking bathtub party liquor and mixing it, making with, it out of toxic something? stuff? Yeah. See, and now that makes sense. That was because that's what I was trying to get. At. I was like, so if they just made it out of toxic stuff, this makes sense. But if they just made really strong stuff and some asshole drank too much of no, it, no, like, oh. no, because you got to think. I mean, th- they drink a lot of yeah, high that's... proof alcohol in Russia. Um, spoiler. Next episode, I have a whole news article on the alcohol consumption of Russia. But oh, we'll, cool. That, that's your little teaser for next next month's episode. Um, I guess I'll have to stay. Yeah, right? <laughs> right? So, but yeah, no. So the moral of that story is uh, don't buy Russian bathtub party liquor. Yeah, it's probably not for the best. You should buy American bathtub, bathtub party, party liquor. Yeah. <laughs> Made yeah. by... I was going to try and come up with a name for us real quick. Uh, early but... Kyler. Um, <laughs> no, the, the, the news article, I, I wouldn't have picked it except at the end when they were talking about drinking scented herbal bath you were lotion. like, what the hell? Which, also, what kind of bath lotion is made with like industrial Highly poisonous industrial alcohol, dude. I don't. I mean, I don't know much about bath lotion, but that doesn't sound doesn't, doesn't sound, sound right. No, it doesn't. <laughs> but also, speaking of things that don't sound right, I think I probably already mentioned this on the podcast, but it's been a while. 
Man, the hand sanitizer that we got yeah. when this all all the COVID stuff started, like my boss pointed, like my big boss, not my my immediate supervisor, yeah. my big big boss, yeah. was like, "Why does this stuff smell like tequila and bourbon?" <laughs> and I was like, "There's no way it's sm- that shit smelled like tequila and bourbon." He's like, "No, seriously, yeah. smell this." And it was not in my head. It was not him. Because <laughs> afterwards, we let people smell it without telling them. They're like, yes. "Why does this smell like tequila?" I'm like. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they would have tried to drink that in, yeah. in uh, Russia. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean I, I have no doubt that someone probably tried to drink it in America. Um, <laughs> oh, it, kind of a related story. Years ago, I was on a cruise, and uh, they did a, a midnight adult comedy. Mm-hmm. And so we went to it, and we're there. And a, a person got up, like, right in the middle of this guy's set. And the guy, the co- comedian stopped and was like, hey, hey, where you were you, you leaving? Where are you going? He's like, well, I'm just going to the bathroom. Like, oh, oh, okay, that's fine. Person <laughs> leaves the room, and as soon as the person's out of the room, he's like, everyone, the color of the bathroom, uh, you know, soap is pink. And kind of a weird statement. Person comes back in a few minutes later, and he's like, hey, oh, oh, you're back. Thanks for coming back. Uh, question, what, what color was the, uh, the, <laughs> the, the, the bathroom soap. And they were like, uh, white. And everyone just like died laughing because it was clear that the person hadn't washed their hands. And uh, so, I don't know, that's just a, a weird, <laughs> a weird story. And you could just see the person like, why is everyone laughing? Like, what? what's going on? Why is everyone laughing? So, but yeah. Mm. So, um, if you haven't yet, you need to stop this episode. You need to go to our website, bookspiritsfoods.com. You need to go to our short reads tab and read The Phoenix on the Sword. While drinking. Yeah, preferably while drinking some rye. Correct. Um, but it's, uh, as if you're coming into this episode blind for whatever reason, um, every month we pick a short story that I have found somewhere online free to read. And we're doing a four pack of Conan stories. And this is the third month. Of doing that, and uh, we're we're kind of moving through Conan's career here. And if uh, just a, a quick touchstone, so you know where we're coming from on this, um, I completely nerded out over the per- the first two. Yes. I like them a lot. Yes. So, <laughs> all right. So now we're on the third one. Derek, initial thoughts. Did you like it or not? Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. Okay. Did you like it as much as the first two? No. Same. Same. No, I didn't. But I just have to. Quickly, and so I just happened to log on to Goodreads earlier today uh-huh. and saw that you had highlighted <laughs> Which was awesome, something that's in my notes. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, there was one line. In, so good. So I didn't. I didn't write down the whole poem, but mm-hmm. so all these stories are divided up into chapters, and in front of every chapter it has a little poem, and a lot of it is from a poem called "The Road of Kings," which is, I don't know if Howard ever wrote this thing in its entirety or what. But it's really good. It's really good, uh, and it it's just bits about Conan's rise to to king king, kinghood. Um, But there's a line in there that says, "Rush in and die, dogs." I was a man before I was a king, and I was like, "Ooh, that's a badass." I was reading that, and I uh, stopped what I was doing, got my phone out, pulled out my Kindle app, took a screenshot, and sent it to my friend your your. Brother Anthony. Yeah. I was like, this is the most hardcore thing yeah. ever. And he was like, agreed. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, that was so badass. Um, 
So yeah, it was. It was all right. So for for those who may have missed previous episodes, or you just need a refresher. Um, story one, we get Conan as a thief. Story two, we get Conan as a pirate. Story three, Conan is the fucking king, king of if what memory serves is like the most powerful kingdom. Yes, yes. Aqu- Aquilonia. Aquilonia mm-hmm. is is. The and it's if memory serves, it's kind of loosely based on France. Oh, uh, okay, is kind of the or, or that kind of Western Europe kind mm-hmm. of deal. I know because they kept mentioning knights. Yes, so so Conan and there's no there's no story that I'm aware of where it's Conan becoming the king. It's really, just, that's what that was. I had and, a lot and, of questions. In this one, he's he's, he's recently he's recently become the king. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the leader of the mercenaries of Aquilonia, and then um, he was like, you know what? Fuck this. This guy's an asshole. I can run this shit better. And he takes over. Um, and it's pretty cool. Uh, now, on this story, it's a slow start. It's a bit of a slow start. It's a lot of exposition, a lot of scheming going on in the background, a lot of this, that, and the other. Um, but... It does, it does pay off in the end. <laughs> I, uh, I thought it does start a little slow, but I didn't mind it. That's not really, that's not even really the part I didn't like. Yeah, and, and I think the part that I didn't like is a me thing, not a story thing. Okay, so, so what? But. What was it? I'll, I'll tell you the thing. <laughs> the thing I thought was the most contrived mm-hmm. was that that. Uh, the the guy who so like a brief recap recap of the story um, this bandit this hyper intelligent bandit uh, is scheming he's got this group of four people that uh, think that they're using him but really he's using them they're going to kill Conan and they have they have found this guy who has a little bit of noble blood and they're going to put install him, in, him install him as a king. Um, and this bandit, whose name begins with an A, Asclepius, Escalante, Escalante, um, he has a slave that is was a powerful wizard named Thoth something, Thoth Thoth Thothamon maybe. Oh, maybe. I don't, I, I don't, I don't remember now. Yeah. But yeah. And uh, but Thoth had this ring that gave him most of his powers, and he lost the ring. That's how this Escalante was able to enslave him. And it just so happens that while he is making sure that this would-be regent doesn't, you know, run away and hide or do something stupid, this guy's like, oh, I just happen to have this ring. And it's the ring that Thoth needs. So I loved that part. Oh, it was fun. how, How it was done was funny. But it was just a little on the nose. <laughs> Maybe a little bit, but I thought the execution was really good. Because, like, it was... They set up the fact that this guy is not listening to him a lick. Yeah. And then he's basically referencing this thing, and then he lets slip this information. And is like, oh, basically, I've got this thing that you would kill for right yeah. now. But I'm not paying you any attention, because I'm a twat. Yeah, no, that was that was hilarious. It's like... And hey, next thing you know, he this, just this, did. This, this wizard is like bearing his soul. Like, look, I will I will serve you. I will da-da-da-da. I am so powerful, you know. To, yeah. And then the guy's like, oh, you said something about a ring. I have a ring. Where did I put that ring? And... And then he gets out, out the ring. Yeah, gets out the ring. And it is the, the ring, ring he needs. 
And so that was a little... That was a little... I was with it. But I I also think there's a little bit of that in Sword and Sorcery. So my concern is, and I I don't know, I kind of want to... Oh, no, because the next story was the one we read for the next episode. Yeah. So... What? I, how do I not get to find out like what happened to this sorcerer guy? I want to know what happened to him after that. So, Cause he's, um, well, cause, well, yeah, because I think I think here's the here's the deal. Uh, Conan can't really do anything about a wizard straight up, like one on one. But that's that's a whole other conversation yeah. I want to have. So, so. Uh, I think I think that was why is because. But see, I don't know that that's necessarily a reason, because these sorcerers keep popping up in these stories anyways. Yeah. And he still has to deal with them. That's what makes it cool, because, like, you know if Conan's fighting a man of flesh and blood, fuck out my face. Yeah. But that's yeah. the point, is all these sorcerers kind of got this stuff, and he's like, ooh, well, now we know that he might actually get got. Right, yeah. No, so I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why Howard decided maybe he, maybe... You know, well, and he I was don't know, there maybe, for a purpose, and then he yeah mm-hmm. gone. Maybe, but I would have liked he to shows up elsewhere. But my, that's what I was wondering. I think yeah. my thought was that uh, Thoth probably went back to uh, where the set worshippers are. I can't remember the name of their kingdom. Isn't it Stygia? Stygia. Yeah. He, yeah. My thought is he goes back. He just to goes Stygia. home. Yeah. He goes. He's back like to, I got my he, stuff. He's got, he's got the ring because the reason he fled was he didn't have his ring. He couldn't fight these guys off. My oh, yeah, he thought couldn't is, protect himself. He couldn't yeah. protect himself. My thought is he's probably now he's got the ring going to go get the people who would have got him. Is my thought. Yeah. Um, I guess it would make sense because like he was only there because he had no choice. He didn't right. really have anything against Conan that I remember. Yeah. No. So uh, he was like, I got my stuff. I can. I can bounce. I, can, I don't want to be here anyways. Yeah. No. He was just trying to lay low. So I. I guess that's it. My my thought. I don't know. I don't know if he ever shows up elsewhere. If any of the other. Because that's the thing. Like Howard wrote all these stories and then uh, a lot of people came in and wrote a bunch of other stories like Lynn Carter is kind of the, one of the main ones that, yeah. and Clark Ashton Smith like they kind of picked up the mantle and wrote a ton of other stories man I'd so be maybe scared to read some of those I'm like oh no are these good I don't know yeah I, I, I haven't read and that's the thing I really tried <laughs> to find some I tried to find anywhere where there was one of the stories that they wrote that was free to read online, and I could not find a single one anywhere. Because that mm. was the plan. Was, was it in like the 70s they came out or something? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because that was an 60s, issue. 60s, 70s kind of deal, I think. Because there was... So, just to briefly mention this, is like we're looking at another author or something like this to move, do after we finish all the Conan stuff. And I had something I wanted to do, yeah. but it was from the 70s, so it wasn't far enough away, so there wouldn't right. have been free examples of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's so the thing. That makes is, sense. You know, and there, you know, and that's... It's hard to find modern authors. Like, you can find modern authors that have one or two stories that are free. Yeah. Like, for example, uh, Scott Lynch, who, the the after we do these Conan's, we're doing him as kind of a palate cleanser. Um, he has, you know, he's primarily a novelist, but he has written, I think it's like five short stories that are out and about, but only one of them can you find somewhere free to read online. The rest are in anthologies. You'd have to buy the anthology to to do it. I feel like I'm going to buy another one of these Conan anthologies, though. Okay, yeah. Because these have been a lot of fun. Yeah. I um, almost straight up bought one a book. Yeah. Like, a, just a novel. But I was yeah. like, oh, I mean, let's, let's slow up. Yeah, no. I, I think it'd be cool to get one of the, um, the Lynn Carter ones. I was going to say, did... Uh, why am I blanking on his name? The 
original Howard. Yeah, yeah. Did he write any novels or only short stories? He wrote one. Hmm. And we'll talk about it next episode. Okay. Um, Because you'll see why when next episode. Gotcha. Um, But yeah, so he wrote one that I'm aware of. Mm -hmm. uh, And it was called... Something. What was it called? The High... Hour of the Dragon. What's the name of it? Anyways, back to the story. So essentially what we're looking at is these guys are setting up a coup attempt... And then we're going to follow through on the coup attempt, and that's what the story is yeah. about. And so that's, partially that's the thing that I've discovered I don't like a ton. And I can't exactly put my finger on it, but here's, here's go with me. This is yeah. where, where I'm at so far. Okay. I liked the other two stories that we've read prior to this one more. Yeah. Because it felt more sword and sorcery, which is to say, like, it's an adventure. Yes. He has no set place in the world. He's free to roam, to move, yeah. to do the thing that he wants to do. There's no telling where he's going to go or what he's going to do. In this situation, he's tied down as a king. Yeah. And the the issue with that is, that's not bad. I like those kind of stories a lot. However, that's what I read all the time. Yeah. So that was what I liked was that it well, was different. It's kind of like more of a, a high fantasy Conan, and yeah. I don't want a high fantasy Conan. Well, no, wanna... and I'll say, I'll, I'll kind of agree with you there. I don't like this Conan as much. He's not as interesting to me. Partly it's because, I mean, technically he's peaked. He's the king of the most powerful kingdom. Um, and what do you achieve after that? You know, like he's kind of gone as far. And, and the other thing is, is he's a good, he's a really good king. Which is, I think that's interesting. Because I think it's. Well, but it's. It's not what I read Conan for, right? You know, I I like Conan for that. Back when he's a thief, like you know, what? I'm just gonna go steal this thing. I'm, so, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a pirate. That he's a kind of a good guy, but he's also kind you know, of a still a barbarian. Yeah, and at this point, he's 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 too civilized in these stories. He's but see, I like that because then when he gets into the fight and it's like, oh right, you oh, got yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, y'all yeah, done he, forgot. Oh yeah, yeah. Y'all done fucked around. And you finna find out. Yeah. But no, see, so so what I like about it is the fact that, see now, this is showing a character development that I would appreciate more if it was in a novel. If yeah. we're reading short stories, I don't want the character development. Yeah. I want it to be a self-contained little thing. And it's like, But it is it is cool to see the how he has yeah, grown. And it is, know? but you're, even, even so, like, you could... There would be more appreciation for the fact that he has changed if you were reading it over the course of a novel series or yeah. something like that, instead of a whole whole bunch of series of shorter short stories. It just doesn't it doesn't hit the same to me. Yeah, and like the fun of a Conan story is that he's, dude. I got no idea where he's gonna be tomorrow. Right. He could. Yeah. I like. Let's be fair. Like when I read the second story that we read, that I'm blanking on the name of. The Queen of the Black Coast. Yeah, Queen of the Black Coast. I I only vaguely knew he became a pirate. I'm like, wait, oh, I'm sorry, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> this motherfucker a pirate? Yeah. Whoa, okay, let's yeah. go. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, okay, what's he going to do next? I'm like, for all I know, uh, like, I, he could have been a, a pirate for a long time, for all yeah. I knew, so instead that, of the way that when, one turned when I picked, out. When I picked these stories, I want to say that there was one story that I almost picked mm-hmm. that I think would have come in between Queen of the Black Coast and uh, this one. I've got I an think. anthology that it, that was the thing. The is, red, 
Red Nails, I think, is the name there, of it. There was a significant skip in yeah. my short story compilation between that one and this one, and then the one that we read for the next mm. next week's episode or whatever, or yeah. the next episode we're doing. That one was immediately following it in chronology. Yeah. So I was and, like, and okay. There's actually a large amount of debate over the internal chronology, actually, weirdly. <laughs> um, there's several different chronologies that you can follow. Mm-hmm. I mean, the broad strokes, they're the same. Yeah. Like Robert Jordan made one. He made his own, uh, and you know it's also got to work in the works of Lynn Carter because like the the Lynn Carter stuff is considered canonical, canonical. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it you know working in well where do these other stories go and yada yada yada. So there's a a large, but I feel like just but these, his these stories ones are fairly straightforward. Th- this story like. and the next one come very late in the chronology. Yeah, and and like I said, this, this was cool. I yeah. liked it. I, I for the, the fight scene was incredible. Yeah, and I loved I, the I, fight scene. See and. Even me, with as much as I know about the construction of things and the narrative and stuff like that, even just looking at it, though, when his sword breaks. Yeah. So for those who have have read it or haven't read it, whatever, uh, he goes into this cool dream sequence and meets this yeah. the, magic the, 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 pa- the patron saint of, of Aquilonia, basically. Yeah, ba- super cool. Yeah. Um, but he gets like a, an invisible, like not an invisible, but a mystical rune of power put on this sword that he has in this dream. And when he wakes up, like it's actually there on yeah. his blade. On the sword, yeah. Yeah. But then like the first person that attacks him in this coup attempt, he shatters that sword on that motherfucker's yeah. head. And w- so if, like, you, if you haven't read it, when, when Thoth gets this ring, he's like, you know what? I want, he, I'm going to summon up this eldritch horror. And go kill Ascalante and anyone who's around him. Because well, fuck him for what he did yeah. to me. Well, it just so happens that Ascalante is... In the middle in, of the coup in, in the middle of the coup attempt. <laughs> he's in the room fighting Conan with... He's got 20 guys with him. And uh, so basically Conan wakes up. He gets told in this dream sequence that, Hey, yeah, I'm going to give you this because there's a creature that you can't fight conventionally. So Conan wakes up and he's like... Oh shit! I need to get my armor on. So Can we address how cool that was when they bust into the door and he's already standing yeah. there in his armor? And they're like, "Uh, yeah. shit, yeah, <laughs> yeah." And like everything but like his helmet, and he hadn't been able to tie down his sides. That was about and it. And you know where he gets wounded in the side. In the side, <laughs> you know. Um, but when he when he goes and picks up that axe, I was like, "Yes, yeah, let's go." Yes, this is what I'm here for. Conan with an axe, just fucking. It makes sense though because he I, he had a sword and he was fighting with sword and he yeah. shatters it on that dude's head and I was like. Oh yeah, that's not good. Then he grabbed the axe. I was like, "Let's go. We're kicking yeah. old school. Let's go." Yeah, yeah. No, it was uh, the fight scene was so good, um, and it felt you know pretty realistic because like Conan Cause, by no means is going unscathed in this fight. He takes some wounds, and um, he didn't even kill everybody because like yeah. when the horror shows up, the rest of the motherfuckers just run. Yeah, like it because they they had left five guys behind, um, to like guard the door. Mm-hmm. Um, but he does kill that. He does kill the the, the minstrel, fucking. He like, tried not. He to, tried not to. But that didn't that get him stabbed too? I forget. Uh, yes, he got I think I think that's somewhere. what happens. He, yeah. he ends up getting stabbed by the minstrel, and he's like, oh. I feel like there's more to this minstrel. Like there's other. He he had to be in other short stories because they reference him in the next short story yeah. too. And I kind of want to like. I only vaguely understood why he didn't well, kill him. It's, like well, I like I know well, he was well, saying that he like, said earlier that he didn't. He basically, if he kill my read on it was he said that if he. Killed the minstrel because the minstrel is going around shit talking him and like uh, talking up the king that Conan had killed, yeah, who was a tyrant. 
Um, and so my take on it was Conan thought if he killed this guy, then he kind of making him a martyr right kind of justifying was, what the guy is saying right and that's kind of where i anticipated it that's kind of what i took yeah. to it was also kind of like you got to be real careful killing the people that are out there spreading stories yeah because of the outsized influence they have over the common folk yeah like you got to be real careful yeah with that. um but also uh, this doesn't spoil anything but in the next story they mention him mm-hmm but he's referenced as the Mad Minstrel. Right. Which makes me wonder, A, was he in other stories in some way to to earn that moniker? Or was it, well, because he did this coup attempt. They just said he they, was they've, mad. They've said he's mad, mm-hmm. maybe. Or that he went mad. Yeah. And that's so why it's he... either, there's a reference there to a story we haven't read, or that's a really clever bit of world building. Right. Either I way, think, I'm yeah. choice. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. But so, but ooh, yeah, and the horror was really was was cool. creepy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I liked that Escalante didn't even look away. He was just he was focused, so focused yeah. on Conan. He's like, no, I can't look away from him because if I do, yeah. he's gonna kill me. Oh yeah. And then I can't even look as to why I hear all of my people running the way. Oh, and I'm dead. Yeah, yeah. I also ooh. thought it's kind of cool. You know, Conan didn't kill him. You know. Yeah, Conan's like, ooh, okay, yeah. this is what we're doing um, now. Yeah, no, it was all really good story. Lot like, it was a little bit slower burn than the other Conan stories we had read. Um, yeah, you know, when you really think about it, though, what the what was it, Tower of the Elephant? Tower of the Elephant. Yeah, that one didn't start super fast but, either. Well, but it there was a lot more. Well, it was setting the scene, though. There was well, more of that. Well, we kind of think it opened with a bar fight. I, I, yeah. So I guess I guess the biggest issue in this one is you start off with Maiden Butler stuff. You start yeah. off with two characters explaining things to each other so yeah. that I understand what's right, happening. Right, yeah. A little a little expository, but it, it was you very needed. To, it was very You needed. have to do that, yeah. especially especially considering the story that we're going into is a coup attempt. Yeah. Especially if the previous stories, even if you had read all the previous stories, if there isn't a story setting up the fact that Conan is now king, yeah. you can't set up a coup attempt right. without saying, "Oh, hey, by the way, <laughs> Conan the king." Yeah, like, uh, yeah. So no, good story. Good you know, story. it's good. I mean, not, I am, not as good as the other two. I but good, good, solid story. I I really like how they use magic in this world. Yeah, it's very. It's something I'll talk on more on the next episode. Yeah, it's much more present in the next one. So. But I think, I think that they do it in a very interesting way. That kind of makes me want to talk to you about it in relation to the Black Company okay. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll we'll okay. talk about that next time maybe. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, you got anything you want to add on this story before we wrap things up? Um. So, let's see. Was there anything that I particularly liked about this one? Um, I think as a whole, the story was really good. Like I said, I'm not the biggest fan of the stories so far that have Conan as the king. Yeah. Just because of the, like, again. Yeah, that, that, it, the sense of adventure is somewhat lessened. Yeah. So, but it does add you, but it did create an interesting concept where, like, you've seen that he has tamed his, in, his, himself <laughs> to some extent. Yeah. To try and lead the country that he took over yeah. when he did not actually really want to take it over. He just right. kind of stumbled into it. Yeah. 
I will he, say, it, I think part of why this isn't my favorite is, while I've never doubted the intelligence of Conan, he has a bit more intelligence about the nature of like ruling a kingdom like this to because he's still pretty new at this point right he's got a he's got a he has a good understanding well, of like leadership the, he, yeah, well, and thing, like, propaganda and well my stuff thing is like that. i don't i don't i have zero questions about his leadership, leadership yeah but the just the subtle nuance of ruling a people it's like the whole thing with the poet. Like yeah, he's like, it I seems can't just a little unearned. Like we, I don't think it yeah. was really built up in the. But see, again, it's, see, a short, some it's a short story. And some of those know, short so. stories could be that he is spending more time in civilized lands because yeah. that was one of the big things. In uh, I forget which of the two stories that we read before is him mentioning like, I am not a civilized man. Like I'm yeah. not used to this whole being around people thing. It doesn't make right. sense to yeah, me. No, yeah, I do what I the, do. Uh, Tower of the Elephant. Yeah, he's fresh out of. Samaria. And then the way the, the way the second uh, the uh, the Queen of Black Coast. Queen of Black Coast starts is like he's running away from people yeah. because he if I'm remembering correctly <laughs> he somebody did, talked shit and got smacked he was uh, it was a judge yeah like he, they 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 brought him before <laughs> that was a judge my that favorite was great. thing yeah oh man and that see I, that's Conan yeah, that's that, what that I, to me that's quint like no I'm okay I hear what you're saying but no. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna force my well, that's hand. Not well, happen. I'm just gonna kill you now. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to have to do this, yeah. but now I'm gonna kill you and leave. Yeah. So it's uh, so I guess maybe he always had a little grasp of subtlety. He doesn't always just stab first, you know. Maybe. No, no, he, he doesn't. But like, I mean, yeah. But no, it it he's a civil a more civilized Conan is a little bit tamer Conan who is still just as lethal, which is badass. I mean, he's still ultimate badass, but. A little less edgy, a little less interesting. Yeah, still great, it's, it's, still still it's good. A different, interesting, and it's just not what I generally look for in a Conan. Yeah, I, I'm not reading Conan for political intrigue. No, but I mean, we as much as we love political yeah. intrigue, like. Yeah. But you know, I, I got I got I got better books for that. Right. You know? Right. Again, I'm he, I'm here for the sword and sorcery. Yeah. Let's let's go. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think I think we've we've pretty well covered it. Um, we are, uh, going to start dropping some small little episodes in between the bigger episodes. Uh, so you still get guaranteed once a month us talking about the story. But for those of you who just can't, you just can't go a month (laughs) without hearing the dulcet tones of our voice, we're going to record some little small episodes here and there. And I'm not going to promise you when, I'm not going to promise you how, what, anything, (laughs) Um, but they will be coming. Uh, we're probably going to ramp up to it. But uh, so the next time you hear our voice, it could be a little five minute episode or it could be um, when we're covering the next story, which is the Scarlet Citadel. So you've got a month to read the Scarlet Citadel. Did we say the name of this one? Yes. The Phoenix on the Sword. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. I can never remember the name of this one. Yeah. Because I, what, even when I was looking for it, I was like. The Phoenix Sword. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. The Phoenix no, no. on the Sword. Phoenix on yeah. the Sword, Derek. Um, but yeah. So uh, you got time to read that. Uh, read it. And then we'll be back. Uh, we'll be back at the end of October with that episode. Talking about more Conan? Yeah. Co- more next, Conan. Yeah, Conan. Scarlet Citadel next month. And then uh, you have, I'll tell you, the the A Year and a Day in Old Theridine, which is what uh, will be the short read that drops at the end of November 
it's a novella. It's 18,000 words, a little bit longer. So, but you got plenty of time to read it. And it, I, I have read it twice now. It is so good. So, all right. Um, until next time, uh, may the blessing of the beard be upon you. Thanks for listening. Please give us a like, review, or subscribe on the podcatcher of your choice. And you can support us directly at patreon.com slash talesbybob. And as always, feel free to stop by our website, booksbeardsbooze.com, 